Hey, welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. You're listening to episode 117, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. You're now in the weeds, a mobile filmmaking series. Join filmmaker and script doctor Jason C. Marshall and I as we discuss story formula and structure. Hey, Jason, how are you? I am. I am all right, Susie. I, I'm tired because you always, you always get me on podcasts at midnight. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's the time zone. I should do a sound effect for that. The time zone. Um, Jason, even though I get you tired on podcasts, <laughs> recording at midnight, we should let our listeners know that the last time the the last episode that I was recording, I it was literally midnight for me as well. Right, it was the so, uh, you're uh, interviewing a Rus- Russian gentleman, was it? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Maxime Muscle. Uh, Maxime gets a shout out. Oh my two God, episodes that, in a row. That's an amazing name, Mac, Max Muscle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, he's actually, you know, for listeners, go back please and listen to that episode one hundred and sixteen. It's hard to believe we're in one hundred seventeen. Nice. Like if somebody, if if one of you uh, just sort of jumps into this, finds this podcast now and jumps right in uh, and you said, oh, I want to check out the other podcasts. Um, some of our friends actually did that and um, they <laughs> they they would message me and say, I found your podcast and I'm now listening to all of them. I'm working my mm-hmm. well my way back. That was a possibility maybe when I had twelve episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but a, we are now yeah, that's that's hard. I mean it's 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 not impossible. It's just, you know, you have to build a podcast. <laughs> it's 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 a little it's a little crazy. Um you know, we I I keep getting the name of our series wrong. <laughs> Um, I keep I keep switching things around. Uh, it's it's called in the weeds story formula and structure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm literally reading reading that <laughs> because I keep switching it and calling it story structure uh, because they both start with the st. I, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just uh, I keep getting that. But does it work either way, Jason? It works either way, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, so. good. Then we're okay. Um, <laughs> well, Jason, we first of all, uh, happy new year to you. Yes, twenty twenty two. Yeah, well, catch twenty two. <laughs> let's let, let, let's let, let, let's see what fresh hell this year brings. <laughs> it should be. It should be good. It's already a roller coaster. Um, I'm, I'm listening or, or reading it on social media from people. Um, some of the go- the trending tweets is 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 are <laughs> that um that 2022 has already started out wrong for for many well let, let me tell you up here in ontario we are literally right back where we were a year ago 
What? Last January, we had fresh lockdowns because because COVID cases spiked. It was something like 4,000 a day or, or whatnot. Um, this time, it was like 10,000 a day before they did anything and, and, and put fresh lockdowns in. And I mean, luckily, the amount of people in the ICU is much lower because of vaccination rates and and the um, the lighter symptom load of, of Omicron, but still, it's there's no reason to be back back where we are. So it just it feels like nothing was learned, and it's very frustrating. I feel like we're in. I feel like we hit the twenties with karma. <laughs> you know, as mm-hmm. a is it's like everything, everything just kind of hit us all. I mean, not just uh, with COVID, just everything. It's just it's just been crazy and all over the world. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's it's like evolution on warp speed <laughs> for for society, you know, yeah. for for it's, for uh, this. It's this. It, it, whatever. Anything, everything that's happening right now is just not cool. <laughs> no, I know. Well, there is, there are some cool things if you're an opt. I'm an optimist, so there are some cool things. You know, we just have to get. Th- through the the bad the bad stuff that leads to the good stuff. Like for example, Jason, do you cook? Um, I use meal kits. All right, that that's not cooking as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that's still cooking. Uh, but let me let me ask you this. So, do you like peeling potatoes? No. <laughs> okay, so I like chopping vegetables and things. Okay. But I hate peeling stuff. You know, and I have mm-hmm. a peeler. It's not yeah. like I'm doing it like, you know, way back in the 1800s or yeah, something. Yeah, no, but still. Uh, <laughs> but still, I just hate having to peel things, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll just wash it really good and say, you know, forget the peeling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually healthier sometimes. But but a lot of times, you know, you have to peel things like potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I hate that part. But I know I'm not going to get what I wanted to make without the peeling. And and this might not be the best example, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that's just the prep part before you get to cooking. I like to cook, mm-hmm. but I don't like to prepare yeah. unless I'm just chopping vegetables because I feel like that's part of like, what do you call that thing? Um, not yoga. Boy, I'm already uh, starting med- off with bad. Uh, meditating? Yes. <laughs> it's part of meditation is chopping vegetables you okay. know i get all into it um but it's the same process you know it's like we just got to get through this this ugly part before we get to the the pretty stuff mm-hmm. you know um anyway that's fair yeah so so all right what have you got today you know guys we are we're always speaking of learning we're le- learning on on new ways of presenting this concept uh, ooh, there's a good segue mm-hmm. uh in of uh storytelling and screenwriting and making awesome films because that is why you're really here you're not really here to listen to me talking about peeling potatoes um so although, jason although that is very appealing <laughs> oh now there you go that's a good one <laughs> um so uh all right it is saturday night here guys so <laughs> please bear with me and jason 
Um, so let's go ahead and uh, share with everyone, not exactly all in detail mm -hmm. about what we're going to talk about, because then that takes the fun out of being spontaneous. Uh, but what is the real gist of what we're going to be speaking about? Well, let me tell you, Susie, I am totally <laughs> unprepared, but we're going to talk about character tonight. All right. Well, speaking of character, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's incredible. You know what I was thinking about character? Um, speaking of that, I was thinking about I, I, I have to watch movies as part of my job, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. But I also watch movies to break away from the usual movies. <laughs> you watch movies to get away from movies? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually went to the theater and I watched The Matrix. Okay. And um, I actually did not watch it because I wanted to criticize it or do a review or, or anything like that. I watched it because... I haven't been to the theater <laughs> since COVID began practically. I think one of the last films, and actually even before then, because I got really busy, but I can't remember the last movie. I remember watching Endgame, and then I remember watching one other movie, but I don't remember what that movie was. Right. And so I, wa I went to watch The Matrix, and if, if you guys have watched The Matrix, um, you might, you know, have uh, different feelings about it, <laughs> uh, different, um, you know, uh, opinions about the movie. So I went and I watched it for fun, pure fun. Mm -hmm. um, I did not see the Spider-Man one because I felt like, well, everybody's going to be in there watching that one. So mm -hmm. I wanted to see the other one. And so, and I've watched all the other ones yeah. and I love the Matrix movies. But I'm able to do that. I'm able to watch a movie and enjoy the heck out of a movie, just pure entertainment. The only time, now I, I don't, it, it doesn't matter story and all that stuff, because especially with, you know, uh, some action flicks story, it's like, what? I'm sorry, I was watching the cool explosions and special effects. I forgot about the story. I don't think it mattered to me anymore. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, and, and The Matrix did have a good story, in my opinion, but I'll leave that out. Um, mm -hmm. But um, it's the acting and the characters. If the characters are good and are portrayed, portrayed with decent acting, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. What I'm not okay with is when everything else is good and the, and the characters are not well depicted. Mm -hmm. So let's go into... By the way, did you watch the, the new Matrix? I did. I did. And uh, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, yeah. Although I thought that the midpoint was a little silly when the Merovingian shows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then, then this is this weak ass battle, and then he just, he just like, ah, blah, 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 and then he leaves. He's like, not, <laughs> he like totally not invested. It's like, ah, I'm not invested in this anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a lot of. Um, it's almost like they. I I think I heard that they're working on another one that they're considering doing another one. But I feel like that one was kind of a comeback and a last hurrah type of a movie, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the Matrix stories go, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the series. Um, and it just felt like they were, you know, throwing back, you know. The one mm -hmm. thing I, 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 I got to admit, I, I thought 
the new Morpheus was a little confusing. They do mm, yeah. they do go back and show the other one in the big screen and everything yeah. like that. But I but what really was strange for me was oh shoot, what's his name? The other guy that they switched. Uh, Smith? Yes. Okay, so that was not <laughs> so clear to me. See, I, I I I actually got that one quite well, but yeah, the Morpheus one was a was a little weird. Yeah, but Smith for me was very, very much more like I, I mean they explain it, you know, I'm better looking now and da 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 da, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I they mean, they made me better. <laughs> yeah, but it just seemed like an excuse, you know what I mean, as opposed yeah. to anything solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, it was a fun movie to watch. It was, I mean, you know, it's. It's the Matrix. What the mm-hmm. hey, you know? And then the music was also pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd say it, it suffered from the opposite because, like, I mean, generally, Reloaded and 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 Revolutions weren't 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 real bleh, weren't, weren't well received. But they had a lot. I mean, well, I guess Re- Reloaded had a lot of action. Like the like the whole second half is is like all. You oh know. yeah, the multiplicity. Yeah, um, but then, uh, but this one feels like it suffered from a from a lack of action. Yeah, which which is fine. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I quite frankly, Neil Patrick Harris was probably the best thing about it. Oh yeah, he his his character was freaking awesome. Yeah, and, uh, and that's not taking anything away from, from. He should play the Riddler in the in the. Oh, there Batman. you go. Um, not taking anything away from Keanu Reeves or Carrie Ann Moss because they're they're great and it's nice to see them again. But as far as adding a new character, I mean, NPH really kind of kind of stole the show. Yeah, yeah, he totally did, and I mean, love to hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, especially <laughs> that, at, the, at, really at, at the end because he's so good at you know getting you know getting fake beat up. Yeah. Like so, when when Trinity was like you know smashing him around, all I could think of was his time on How I Met Your Mother. And all the episodes where they did the slaps giving. Yeah. Oh, we're not supposed to be doing. Oh. Wait. Yeah, we got to be careful because I I don't want people to turn off the podcast because they're like, well, I haven't seen it. You just gave me spoilers, and then they won't listen to all the other good stuff we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, but getting beat up doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because obviously everybody gets beat up. Yeah. Especially especially at the end. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. I had fun and that's all that matters. And I got to go to the movies and enjoy the heck out of it. I mm-hmm. didn't eat popcorn. Uh, I f- feel like just, just going to throw that out there, but popcorn in theaters has really not been up to par to my expectations mm-hmm. from when popcorn at the theaters used to be good. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, y'all got that microwave stuff so we're good we don't have to make good popcorn anymore i i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) you want popcorn eat it at home um but uh yeah it was a great movie um okay jason now go ahead let's start talking about character oh let's and why why are we talking about character jason well because it's something needs to be considered considered fairly fairly early on um much much earlier than you think. Like I mean, it's it's okay. Part of the part of the thing I've been having trouble with is is the order of presenting information because I realized after you and I and Julian talked that 
we don't. Well, that was fun. It was, but we don't. We don't approach our crafting story from a linear perspective. We don't think of here's the concept, now here's the character, now here's the theme, now here's the structure. It's kind of a jumble that comes at comes at a varying pace. So, so presenting the information to to the listeners in, in a way that makes sense has been been kind of an ongoing. What's the best way to approach this? So this is kind of gonna gonna be like an an overview because we're really gonna get into character after we get into structure like because so we're gonna talk about character today then theme next time and then and then we're gonna get into in you know really really or, deep deep or in, or we might not or we might not we might we might think of something else that could be better that's true <laughs> that's true but 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 really what's better than theme yeah well <laughs> theme is theme is definitely something that we gotta get into. Um, Which I, because I, that's overall that's like the wrapper. Yeah, and that's I really want to talk about that too. Because look, even even now, I st- I've always had trouble with theme, and yeah. so it takes me a long time to like I need, sometimes I need to rewatch a few times to really really get my head around it. But that's not the conversation for today. Today we're going to continue not talking about <laughs> that character. That was a teaser. That was a Jason <laughs> teaser right there, guys. <laughs> um, so. There's character and character arc, and they're kind of separate, but one and the same. Is it, that's if that makes sense. The character has to, have, you know, in, in a story, not a situation, because situation is, a, it, and you and you can have compelling situational shorts and features where you know no one grows or changes, but fundamentally, story is where there's growth and change, or regression and change, whatever the case may be. Um. Give us an example of that, Jason. Uh, which one? Both or? Well, the the, the last one. Uh, well, I guess I mean the, the the best example, even though it's the content isn't great, is the is the the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, where you where you watch you know Anakin Skywalker have a have a negative negative growth arc, where he goes from you know, you know the the the, the good wonderful child we meet to, to. Uh, to Darth Vader, mm. and then and that's his overall arc over over three movies. And I will say this, despite the fact that people complain about um, about the prequel series because it is not great, but I do if you if you kind of look at the whole Anakin thing in 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 a bottle or you know with the blind and kind of ignore everything else, it's not a bad story. I do like that you've got this character who was you know the Jedi Council let him down right from the beginning. And set him up to be manipulated by, well, the guy who turned out to be, you know, turns out to be the emperor. Um, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, the point is that, that that's the best, that's a really good, because it's so, like, uh, culturally ingrained, like, you know, pop culture and all that. Everyone talks about Star Wars. Everyone has their feelings yeah. on the on the prequel trilogy. And so, yeah, if you want to know a negative character arc, go watch the prequel trilogy. Wow. And they're not long at all, are they? <laughs> do you have an after? Do you have a whole day to day to spend? <laughs> Definitely, it's like saying, "Look, watch Lord of the Rings, all of them in one day." Every single. I think one. there was one of those that was like four hours long. I remember when when my wife and I first got together, we watched all three extended editions. Wow! In one day, oh my god! <laughs> well, I did that on a weekend. Um, 
I just had a thing for I've always to me see the my most favorite movies in the world um so far are Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's just uh it's just that world that you know the world that's created the stories the there, it's it's a very inspiring story mm-hmm. also it touches on so much i just love it it's my favorite one um my second most favorite one is star wars uh, okay. probably because i also grew up with star wars right um all of them like it just feels like oh my god star wars is so epic you know I'm, I know there are two different groups of people out there. You guys, I know there are two mm-hmm. of you. There are Star Wars people and Star Trek people. Um, <laughs> but I'm more, I'm more on the Star Wars than the Star Trek um, side. Uh, Star oh, Trek Susie, has a big Susie, series. Susie. <laughs> you know, it's like the, 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 the first, the second, the third, you know, the one from the, what was it, the 50s or the 60s or whatever it was, and then they brought him back, and then they brought him again Battlestar Galactica to me was more entertaining uh the the original or the reboot all of them (laughs) 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 then then Star Trek but I I do like Star Trek but you know to me you know they're okay they I guess I get bored with them compared to you know Uh, it's it's funny uh we 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 keep getting sidetracked but (laughs) which, which is fine um there's a if there's any Trek fans listening, they would know there's a whole thing where no one no one likes Discovery, the, the one of the new shows. It's go it, it's in its fourth season. Everyone's mm-hmm. like Discovery's terrible. It's not Star Trek. Blah blah blah. Well, I've been I've been rewatching. Okay, because here's the thing: whenever fans are like, "It's not Star Trek," you know what they're referring to? They're referring to Next Generation, right. because because it's only recently that Deep Space Nine Voyager really really kind of are kind of getting their due. But I've been watching some episodes of Next Generation, and uh, I will say anyone who complains about Discovery not being Star Trek can 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 take the rose-colored glasses off and really go back and watch Next Gen because there's a lot of stinkers in there. Oh, okay. There's a <laughs> there is a lot of stinkers. Um, although I would say generally. Great concepts, poor execution. Hmm. You know, technically, you could almost say it's like uh, when people say they had good intentions. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, they had good intentions. So what? <laughs> <laughs> it's the end result. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, so sorry, we got uh, we got sidetracked again. But, That's um, okay. You know what, guys? <laughs> please forgive us. And and if you don't like this at all, just let me know, and and we'll try to control ourselves a little more next time. Um, Jason, <laughs> uh, when it comes to when it comes to character, though, the character development is a huge part of the story development, right? Because, or I shouldn't say story development. The this the concept. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's then when you start. You know, like, is it, you know, this is like which one came first, right? Mm. The concept or the characters or the characters, and then you develop the concept around it. Or is it the concept and you well, yeah, develop the, you know, yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, once again, it, it varies. How does the inspiration strike? I mean, sometimes it's, this situation would be interesting. Other times, like, what if, 
this? What if a person is in this situation? So yeah, what if this happened to me? And then the character, you start with that kind of a character of someone like me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it can be as far as the, you know, the, the initial, initial spark, it could be, could be either or, um, the, the hardest thing is is developing developing de- developing. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be one of those kind of nights, huh? I don't feel bad now from <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I can I can speech good. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's it's the challenge is developing uh, you know fully fleshed out characters because you the last thing you want to do is have a one dimensional character, mm-hmm. and and simply what that means is the character does things. Either without motivation, like they're an archetype, like that guy's bad, so he does bad things, or or just or just you know boring per- predictability. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, you kind of got to look at you kind of got to look at characters like like real people, and and you know you know as a writer, you really need to observe the real world, but. We're gonna we're, we'll come back to character because it, it's it's kind of the bigger bigger thing. Cause you can't have character arc without developing your character. And there's there's things. I've got a couple notes here on things you should consider when when developing your character. Now this this is not fully fleshed out because I'm actually still, as I said before, still developing this. And we're we're gonna get into it much deeper after we go through structure. But you know the. In no particular order. Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. We'll call it the facade. And that's basically the the outward appearance, what your character presents to the world. You know, do they, you know, is it someone, does your character, is your character the kind of person who lets everyone know that they're a wine snob? Or, you know, how do they dress? How do they act? What car do they drive? What's their hairstyle? Like, um... Everything about, like, in, in, just as in real life, everything about how a person puts themselves, puts themselves together, excuse me, yeah. is meant to convey an image that they want people to, to pick up on. So, you know, their, their facade is kind of, kind of one thing. It's like, okay, well, but you, once again, you can't do that in isolation, so you need, to, you need to consider their backstory. Now, you don't have to write a whole biography, but... You need well, to. and we talked about that before because yeah. we connect with different aspects of a person, um, and by connecting, we know them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you definitely and you, you want to develop a backstory, but you don't don't no, not just willy nilly because it needs to come because it the backstory needs. I to always come. like that term. <laughs> the backstory needs to come back to character arc, and simply what that means is that. Generally speaking, and I'm going to use because we're going to where you and I are going to use this, and be and because I was talking about it with the 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 team over at Never's podcast today. Um, uh, Serenity, Malcolm Reynolds, the main character, has a backstory. He fought in the in in the war for independence in the future future independence, <laughs> mm. um, and. Uh, you know, he uh, they they fought a battle at Serenity Valley, and everyone was killed except him and and Zoe, who's his first officer on 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 his ship, the Serenity. Malcolm Reynolds 
presents himself and acts a certain way because of past trauma. The trauma is that he he was at one point an idealist, and then losing the war broke him, essentially. So he has he and he in the movie he even says, you know, I I have no rudder. Whatever way the wind blows, I go. So he, he he's he's a directionless man now, with no belief in anything, because of his because of this past trauma during the battle during the war for independence and the battle of Serenity Valley, et cetera, et cetera. And that that backstory, that past informs every every bit of who he is now. You know, once again, how he you know the facade. The backstory informs us, and and that's metered out over the course of the movie, as it as it should be in, in any good movie. You don't necessarily you don't spell it all out immediately because that's that's there's no fun in that. Well, no, and still, it's it's a movie you want people to watch the the whole thing as it's developing. Um, for for mobile filmmaking, I do want to stress that um to our listeners that when you are writing a script. When you are developing your concept, and I know we touched on this, I think with Julian, didn't we? That you want to consider the fact that you are writing these and you're you're going to make a movie mm-hmm. out of this. Um, because, I mean, part of the reason we're doing this is not just for, I mean, of course, it's great for screenwriters, you know, to mm-hmm. learn all this. But, of course, what we're trying to do is we're trying to... We're trying. See, it's happening <laughs> all over town here. Um, we are trying to actually inspire people to make movies, uh, filmmakers, especially short filmmakers, to go into features mm-hmm. or to make make better films. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that is the purpose. Engaging films. You want to make the films mm-hmm. that everyone talks about. That no one forgets that people keep rolling around in their head, and these are these are the elements that you need in order to do that to think about because you're beyond just mm-hmm. pressing record and then to see what happens, you know, type yeah. thing. And I don't think anyone that's made a movie, even the shortest with a mobile phone, does that, you know, mm-hmm. particularly. Uh, but by putting more into it, you get more out of it, basically. Mm-hmm. I I will say that I mean it, it's it's and it's not just mo- it's not just you know as you're saying you know anyone who whether, whether it's a mobile foam foam <laughs> the theme of this episode <laughs> how how to how we can't speak <laughs> oh my god your mobile foam um, <laughs> uh, excuse me, let me let me regroup here. Um, whether it's whether it's mobile or DSLR or even people people who get a budget together and, and, and shoot on film, it's it's there's not enough emphasis put on story uh, and all the elements that go into it. And 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 I do believe that, that most people come by it honestly um, because you're you're influenced by your peers, and if your peers aren't talking about the importance of story, but the importance of equipment or this or that, well that's where you're going to go because that's that's kind of what the you know the the herd mentality is and um so having these conversations good because we can get this other perspective out there that this is this is more important than your camera because your concept is the start the theme is the idea you want to express but you have to develop your character and you have to do it early on because 
the character is the catalyst that empowers everything else in the story. And people don't watch for themes; they watch for pe- they watch for characters. Like they, yes, they watch for themes, but the character experiences the theme. If that, and we're if not that also we're not also you know because a lot of times character driven films right tend to mm-hmm. be dramas. Yeah. Well, I oh, actually I sorry to interrupt. I actually have a thought about that because I yeah because I think I, I know where you're going to go when people talk about you know character driven or plot driven, and I I, I kind of don't subscribe to that. Yeah. In that. You, you, you kind of need both. Yeah, there, there, there isn't one or the other. In I mean, well, I guess that there is if you have a situation <laughs> versus a story. So, excuse that caveat. But well, it's also targeting your audience. Yeah. What does your audience want to see? Mm-hmm. Right. What types of movies? You know, what type of genre and things like that. But I noticed that even Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. you know, have a romantic or a dramatic, yeah. you know, essence to that film as well. Yeah, the, the the first one especially, the, like when you look at the first one, when when you break it down, which you know at some point we can probably do a condensed version of that. It's a by the numbers structural story, like all yeah. the, it's all there. But what what I was gonna say is that people talk about plot and character and structure as three different things, but but they're not. But they're not because character and structure result in plot. Yep. That's kind of like what I was saying earlier, which mm-hmm. one comes first type yeah. thing. Because all these things, guys, everything comes together as one big mashup. Mm-hmm. But, then, but, it, but it's not created that way. No. It's like a stew going yeah, back to cooking. There's, there, and there's, there's, <laughs> there are so many. And, and, this, and this is the hard part because a lot of people assume that, well, I watch movies, so I know how to write a movie. But unfortunately, you don't because there's so many tiny elements that work together and so much nuance that you these things we're talking about to i mean there's some people who just have an intrinsic understanding of it and can do it but the rest of us actually have to work have to work at it and all these little bits and pieces we talk about are are what make a compelling story that people people want to watch and i mean and and have an have an influence on them you know whether it's an you know are they just emotionally impacted by it, or are the ideas that you're trying to convey big enough to to impact their life in some way? Well, basically, basically the thing is, quite honestly, is that you have to experience comes through by doing, and mm-hmm. you have to do it so many times before you become experienced, mm-hmm. which also is you know expert mm-hmm. um, part of that that ideology that you get good at something by doing yeah you know by doing it over and over again but if you if you do your best each time mm-hmm. you're going to get better at at least and and we've we've talked about this as well the concept of failing mm-hmm. um through how many times you hit and miss right you learn from each one of those times. Yeah. But you got to start shooting, basically. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in, order, in order to to start doing that. But mm-hmm. what I was also meaning to say is when you're developing that story, right, that you're going to shoot with a mobile mm-hmm. phone, um, you want to you wanna keep in your mind that you're going to be shooting this on a phone. Yeah. And there's a reason for that because... You know, there's certain things that you can take advantage of with the phone. 
that you that are very hard to do with any other camera unless you have a huge budget and and vice versa you know mm-hmm. and so by thinking of this um in the first place right from the beginning yep. all right i'm writing this and i'm going to create this story and i'm going to make a film but i'm going to shoot it with phone it's going to be i think a lot better than putting a story you know getting it into development and everything like that and then later going we're going to have to make this with a phone let's see how we can get this done mm-hmm. because that can hurt the story itself mm-hmm. where the other way you can enhance the story yeah if, if that makes any sense yeah i think so well one of the things that that max was talking about in the last episode mm-hmm. right well, he was saying something that made me think about it for quite some time. Uh, and, and and it makes sense. Uh, movies with a lot of special effects, you know, when um, when you're doing them on a small budget, you know, or on a... F- w- he said a phone. And I think it's geared around the, the, the small budget, mm-hmm. right? Um, they don't come out well. And we were talking about how cheesy the special effects are. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that even with some movies on Netflix and things like that. I'm going, oh, come on. You could have done better at, you know, the CGI explosions that look like something you, you oh created <laughs> on, a, on a kindergarten, you know, uh, <laughs> app or something. And, and you know, these, these ep- epileptic, apocalyptic <laughs> <laughs> uh, films, you know, that are very cheesy in that way. And I think that's what he was alluding to mm-hmm. uh, was because he was trying to make that point that those those science, you know, the science fiction with the, the, the special effects and action films and things like that, they don't do well. They're, they're not suited for mobile filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get your thought on that. The. Uh, uh that's a t- uh, see. It's I don't know. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, see, cause I, I mean, oh, you kind of stumped me there. In that, I'm trying. I'm trying to formulate my answer. In that, I think it all. For, it kind of depends on the savvy of of the people, people developing it. I mean, to a point. I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's special effects that you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, on set. Yep. Obviously, and then that also has to do. It's it's good to have the editor on set mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but there's there's special effects that come with. I mean, you just can't recreate. I mean, I see it all the time in mm-hmm. movies. You know, like those movies I was just talking mm-hmm. about, yeah. and they're just ridiculous. And it takes you right out of the story because you're you're just kind of laughing at them. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we also uh, talked about you know. The actors, mm-hmm. and and that's one good point where you can overlook things like that. You know, yeah. if they're not great, you can overlook it if the characters are are played by good actors. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, you kind of got me there. It's 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 Int- it's really I, it, it, well, interesting. Well, cause I, cause I, to think about because I think it comes down to the the. Um, Quite frankly, a lot of times the skill of the people you can get on your team because it okay, there are people. So 
I never actually watched the videos. I kind of skimmed them. But um, do you remember uh, Martin Scorsese did did The Irishman, which I never watched? But they, I guess they, I did watch that. Okay, but I guess they de-aged a bunch of characters, but it didn't look that good. I think they did okay on that. But the, well, but then someone else came along, like just someone on the internet, and you know, they went ahead. They they redid it. They like they they did it on their own time, and they made it look better. With those apps that are uh, out there. Or whatever, I mean, or they, they might have had access to professional level tools. I don't know. All I know is that I, I think it's not always the tools. It's also the, the skill, the skill the people you See, can get. See, that comes to, with, to budget. There's one thing I learned in, in mm-hmm. film school is, is, is about that, is the time. The mm-hmm. time involved. You know, you're always juggling, you know, those, yeah. those two things, you know, in a production. You know, the time, you know, (laughs) and so if you're if you've got the budget to put somebody with with high skills, right, Mm -hmm. and say to them, because they're going to look at you and say, this is going to take time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have it and you can't afford it, then that highly skilled person can only can only bring your project so far. Yeah. The I mean, no. The other thing too is also sometimes getting getting lucky enough to have. And if you're going to go that far, I hate to say this, <laughs> uh, but why shoot it on a phone at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, it 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 also depends what you want to get out of it. It's like the whole Soderbergh thing, right? Where he shot the he shot two films on on yeah. mobile, which is you know great and all, but I mean. The amount well, of well, he's co- experimenting the, and well, exactly, know, he wanted to experiment to... with it, but but they don't talk about the amount of of uh, post production effort that went into it. He did spend a lot of money on those, though. Yeah, because he had it and he could. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he shot on the phone, but I mean, if you're using if you're using if you have the budget and uh, and people, you know, the Hollywood professionals, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I, that's an incomplete thought, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, it it again. I mean, look, there there's a lot of benefits to mobile filmmaking. Yeah, that can be. I mean, even uh, look, if you're shooting all your films with DSLRs or larger cameras or whatever, mm-hmm. and you start shooting films with your mobile phone, um, and and you're doing okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You may end up, you know, your 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 other cameras are going to collect dust mm-hmm. because that happened to me with photographs. Mm-hmm. You know, where I had my I have an SLR, yeah, camera, um, and it you know carrying it around, you know, going to wherever I would I would go out to the beach and shoot photos and go to parties and shoot photos, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah with that thing. And it was kind of scary on one hand because things could happen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the other hand, then the, 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 you know, I started taking photos with my phone and they worked, right? And I started to forget about my SLR camera mm-hmm. pretty much. And um, for the events, you know, that I go to and a lot of my photos, I just went out to the pier uh, here in San Diego downtown and took a shot of the Star of India. It's a big ship, you know, that's out there on the dock. And I took a picture of that um, just so that I can use it in marketing. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I used my phone. Nice. For that. And I know it works well. The, um, it's actually interesting. We're, we're, we're kind of a developing, uh, a short, a, no, as you know, a number of shorts, but one of the things we want to do is, uh, we need some B roll of, of the character's ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or, or whatever, as if it was shot on, shot on like an old DV cam, but neither of us have a DV cam. And like, well, we'll, why don't we shoot on mobile? Like that, that section of it, because mobile can, can, well, we'll just do it in four by three. We'll do it at the lowest resolution and it will very easily mimic you know, cameras from, from 15 years ago, that, that lack of depth of field, that kind of everything's in, in focus. I, I look at it like photos because I used to do graphic design as well, mm-hmm. um, where you take the best possible photo and if you want to degrade it, you can always do it in post. Yes. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is when you, when you talk about like when you, reducing, a, reducing, like using Filmic Pro to reduce a, a cell phone image to like 480p, Still yeah. looks still looks better than 480p looked in two in 2004. Yeah, that's so okay. So that's that's my thing about about filmmaking. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, you know filmmaking with different cameras. You know, they mm-hmm. talk about you know the iPhone 13 Pro Max or the iPhone 13 Pro or mm-hmm. the iPhone 12 or the you know. I mean, look back in the day. I mean, there are millions of movies. If you go on Amazon or Netflix or HBO, whatever, you're watching movies. A lot of them are from the past. And sometimes we get a craving for a movie, mm-hmm. right? Because of, you know, we love the film. We love the story. We love the feeling we got watching it, right? Mm-hmm. And they were shot with some of them with like ancient cameras. Yeah. You know, compared to today, I mean, the cameras of the 80s and the 90s compared to the cameras that we have now. Um, what is that? Mo- Boyhood was a movie mm-hmm. that I don't know if you watch it. But what I what I did was there was an article that came out that was super long. OK. And I remember I read the whole thing on my phone, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, ca- I, I ran into this article about that film and um, it was it was shot. You know, with Ethan Hawke and um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the place, the wife. You know which movie I'm talking about, right? Um, the you talking about Boyhood? Yeah. Yeah, I I I don't know much about it. <laughs> okay, so basically, the the filmmaker, right? This movie was shot between this kid that was, I think, he was eight years old mm-hmm. over the span of ten years. And Ethan Hawke and and uh, the actress. I actually here. don't <laughs> like saying actress, but yeah, like, I the female it. actor. Um, uh, she, uh, anyways, this film, 10 years, right? Uh, so he didn't sure. count and run through the family 10 years like most movies do and change mm-hmm. characters, right? The little kid, he grows up from the time he's eight years old all throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, this is what's really got me all like, oh my god! Uh, the guy had to change the cameras as the cameras are getting better from the nineties, yes. all the way through. Okay. And in the very last scene of the movie, 
it has this, you know, the kid, the kid graduates high school mm-hmm. and he's in the, I think he's like around Joshua tree or something like that with a couple of friends and yeah. they're riding off and the, not riding off into the sunset, like t- that kind of a scene, but mm-hmm. with a car and they've got this beautiful desert scene on s- during the sunset okay. and it shot full HD, you know, and, but the movie started out and you can see the difference, even though it's subtle, they're talking about that, you know, about mm-hmm. the, the filmmaker was talking about how they had to sort of up, grade their cameras throughout the the making of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, you can't keep doing yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, and I'm trying to bring people to understand you don't need the latest phone to shoot your movie. No. But what you really need is the stuff that's in this series that we're talking about yes. that will help you well above and beyond that. But one other thing that will also help you, especially now mainly in the series we're talking about narrative films, your actors, the mm-hmm. acting, no matter how great of a story you got, no matter how great mm-hmm. of a camera you got, if you don't have good acting. There's actually, it's interesting. I don't, I can't know if, if we talked about this when, when we talked with Julian, but one thing I realized after watching, watching Hallmark Christmas movies all through December is that okay actors can do really well with a good script, but great actors cannot elevate a garbage script. I tend to think that they can take almost anything. I wouldn't call it garbage, but <laughs> I would say, because I don't even think they'll read garbage or it'll, <laughs> you know, uh, but, but they can take almost anything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Picasso, right? can take crayons and build mm-hmm. you a master, well, paint a masterpiece with it or something, I, you know. I, I wish I could remember which... I can't remember what the title was. I can't remember what the story was. But I remember there was one we watched that was like four well-known, talented actors, but the yeah. script the script was not good and, you know, there, there was no saving it. Like... But then, but then we watched... I would almost co- blame it on the director. Well, there's that too. <laughs> Then why is the director right signing mm. on to such a bad script? But if if the actors, if the actors aren't that good, but the director can bring the best out of them, mm-hmm. you know that also. God, there's so much to that. Yeah. The um, I do like how you how you brought it back around though. Very nice, uh, very mm-hmm. nice, Sue. Um, but yeah. So as far as character goes, there's there's a number of things that 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 you need and. You, you need to consider the backstory. You need to consider who they are and how they present themselves. You know, what's what are their inner demons? What's their worldview? Which is all which all relates back to backstory. You know, goals and motivations. Um, th- these are all things to consider. Because when people are like, well, what do I do? Well, give your character de- depth and complexity. Well, well, how do I? Well, how do I do that? I mean, it, it's. Isn't it's it, also something it, you can research. Yeah, but it's, you're it's supposed it's, to. Well, you are, but it's also an incomplete answer. It's like when you know, like you're talking to people, it's like, well, how do I use Twitter? We'll just have conversations with people. I'm like, well, okay, well, expand, please. <laughs> like, make your <laughs> make your characters complex. Well, duh. How do I make them complex? 
Yeah, it's kind of like, well, how do you make pizza? Well, mm. you like put cheese on top of the dough and put it in the oven, dude. It's like, well, okay, but no, come on. Nah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it's an incomplete answer. Yeah. So basically, early on, you need to think about your characters that are going to inhabit the, you know, basically move the story along, experience the themes that you want to explore. And I would say backstory comes first because every because everything else is built off backstory, including the character arc, which is also an extension of theme. But fundamentally, character arc is do they change and grow? Because mo- most stories are positive arcs. Yeah. Do they grow and change and become a more complete person by the end of the film? Yes or no? You want the answer to be yes. So you give them two things. You give them an external challenge, which is fundamentally the plot. You know, in Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman wants to stop Ares. That's the external goal. The internal goal, which she doesn't know, because she... The internal goal is to learn that Ares isn't making people bad. People are good and bad. That's just how humans are. Yeah. And through the challenges faced in the journey of the external plot goal, she learns the lessons to have her internal growth, which is the world isn't black and white. It's shades of gray. Where there's darkness, there's light, et cetera, et cetera. And now, guys, I don't mean to throw a wrench into this whole thing just when you think you got it. But here's the other thing. You also have to always remember you're making a movie. Yep. You got to entertain your target audience. And even mm-hmm. and if you can expand, I mean you you focus on your target out audience and then if you get the entire universe of audience, right? That's pretty awesome. But you do want to entertain. You know. Yeah. So while you have to have depth in your story, in your characters, in your concept, in the arc and all these things, you still, I, I think a lot of movies, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier about the, the matrix. I think they had more fun developing the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that got back together and they were like, Hey, let's, you know, Hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? Let's throw a little line here about this and that. There was a lot of that between, um, between the, the protagonists, mm-hmm. but, um, having that in a film you know it goes back to this one other thing that i wanted to touch on jason which is something that when we were last talking to you and julian uh it was really evident during that entire conversation am i piquing your interest yes getting a good crew together oh yes yes Getting a good crew together, and that's uh, that can be a challenge. Because <laughs> the the one thing is, you want to get you go out to build a crew, right? For you guys mm-hmm. that are just getting started, you go out to build a crew, and you want you know you you're gonna make this film. You want the best this, the best that, the best this, and the best that. Wonderful, go have at it. But here's the thing: if they don't get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to curse, <laughs> but it's but. <laughs> what it is, what you end up with, right? Yes. The, um, 
we've been lucky. Uh, I mean, in in the past, I've been so lucky because we brought in people who who didn't work out so well. But we're kind of at a point now where we have uh, some good go tos and we have excellent, excellent, you know, on screen or not on screen behind the screen uh, chemistry. And everyone is free to express their opinions, and it really helps us problem solve. And that shows on the on screen too. Even yeah. even when the the two actors, the two characters, get along off screen, it comes into the on screen. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. You know, I I worked on a film that the two characters off screen, they were supposed to be in love. And off screen, they really were not, they were not connecting. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. And so it, it wasn't like they they disliked each other. There was just nothing there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and yeah. so it, it, no it chemistry happens. at all. And so you, you could, you could see it in the film, no matter how hard the director and, and individually the two actors tried um, it just it just wasn't there. Yeah, you know, and that, that, that's tough. Yeah, and but it's the same with behind the screen, behind the the scenes. You know, you've got crew. I, I've 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 there's always there's so much between the director and the director of photography. Yeah, because they both have a responsibility to the vision of the film. You know. Mm-hmm. And so they Quite. both, if they don't get along, uh, they'll argue. That's no big deal. That's part of the, you know, the whole thing. But sometimes they literally do have some big arguments that take time and the crew's sitting around going, um, so is this the time that they go, that's it? It's over? Right. Everybody quits? <laughs> <laughs> I never had to experience that, luckily. <laughs> yeah, that that happens. It, it it really does happen. And, you know, I haven't worked on that many films, uh, but I've worked, I, I've been lucky enough to experience a lot of things. But I can tell you that even when those things are happening, mm-hmm. uh, the films that I've worked on have been really tight when it comes to the crew itself. That's good. And uh, and that's really really important, you know. Um, and um, so I'm trying not to uh, keep bringing you out of the character, mm-hmm. you know. But I just wanted I just want to make that point to our listeners that while before you even start making movies, you know, you know what kind of movies you like to make. Most directors like making particular genre films. Mm. And, you know, start getting your crew together. Um, But, yeah, you guys got a good crew and you've got the good vibes. And now you guys are ready to make some really good things. That's the that's the goal. That's the goal. We're working, working, working toward a few uh, things. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, um, kind of flamed out talking, there. <laughs> you were just talking about the nevers, and mm-hmm. we never, we didn't even talk about that at all in the beginning. So I just want to reference that for people to share, mm-hmm. for you to share what what that is that you were referring to. 
Uh, yeah, the uh, I also, as well as as podcasting here with with you, I also uh, am a co-host on uh, on the uh, the Nevers podcast, which is a a fan fan run podcast for the uh, for the HBO show The Nevers. Um, now the Nevers is on hold. You know they just finished the second because of the pandemic. They finally wrapped up the second half of their first season. Yeah. So so the crew over at uh, the podcast have been talking about. Uh, Firefly, uh, kind of a retro review, and uh, I jumped on with them for the uh, the conversation about the movie Serenity because that wraps up essentially wraps up the series, and nice. we and, and we just did that earlier today, so it's been a today's been my podcasting day. <laughs> That's also cool, and <laughs> and then you've got another podcast that you're starting with Julian. Yep, and um, we're kind of getting getting a handful full edited now so we can we can launch the beginning of february early february something like that and um yeah i think we've got i think we've 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 recorded like seven now so we've wow. got uh, we, we've got some content in the can just has to get uh, get all put together so we can we can launch and, and get that rolling and uh, and that's just a uh a conversation about filmmaking from the perspective of of all of us at the bottom the 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 bottom rung looking up the unseen filmmakers the the newbies the ones who made a film and don't quite know what to do next and really it's just it's just sharing the stories of of others and you know their their experiences why they why they work in film why they're why they're compelled to tell stories things like that listen i want to give a quick shout out to some people here Um, Because, as you know, we just wrapped up the film festival submissions. And so I I do have to uh, publicly give a shout out to, well, I can't name each one of you. You know who you (laughs) are, right? Uh, Who helped us, including you, Jason, uh, who helped us um, through that last push uh, during this last week to get the shorts in. Uh, because that was the final extended deadline mm-hmm. for the short films. And uh, and it was good to see, as a matter of fact, uh, one last film made it in at the last, you know, oh, during yeah. the last five minutes before cutoff. Just, just, just under the wire? It looks to me like we got some really good films, uh, short films and feature films. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really overwhelmed with gratitude uh, because of the efforts that everyone made um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook to share this, whatever else, however else people shared it. Mm -hmm. Um, I really appreciate that. And also appreciate everyone who, look, I I feel that the films are their babies, you know, and when you hand your baby to a babysitter, for example, (laughs) Um, one of the things I loved doing when I was a, a teenager, um, <laughs> could you imagine me as a babysitter? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the kids didn't want to let me go. <laughs> um, but when you hand your kids over and I'm, now I'm talking about your films, mm-hmm. um, you want, you want to know that they're in good hands. You want to know that whoever handles them is respecting of you as a human being, as a person behind each film. Mm-hmm. And they respect the work 
and the hard work that you put into it, that, that they somehow see your talent and your skills and see the prospect, right, of, of what you can do, um, all those things together. And so I thank all of you for trusting us with your films. We don't take that lightly. And um, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Jason. Uh, Film Convert, uh, Moondog Labs, Filmic Pro, Engraving mm. Pros, bunch of pros, <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Steampunk Universe, who sponsor our red carpet uh, extravaganza, nice. uh, Swords and Circuitry Studios, and of course, Mobile Film Stories. Um, but I want to I wanna also just thank, there, if you go to our website, internationalmobilefilmfestival.com, uh, and you go to the MFF page, or you can literally just go put, it, put this in your browsers, mff2022sandiego.com, which is also the hashtag for this year's film festival. Uh, you're going to see a link there for the judges. And we've got two panels of judges, and they are, like, just twirling their hands right now waiting because they are excited <laughs> and they can't wait <laughs> to get those films and to, um, and to judge them, <laughs> yeah. to rate them. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, they're, they're really excited about that. Uh, Jennifer Zhang, Errol Trotman, Harewood, Randy Davison, uh, Stephen Palmer Peterson, those are all for the feature films. And then for the short films are Maxine Muscle, who we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Our friend Ann Pruitt, mm -hmm. Ross Perkins, Robert David Duncan, and Kimberly Hart. So I think I've given the shout outs to everybody that I, that I can, but I also got to give shout out to our ambassadors, <laughs> mm -hmm. Jason. Oh, uh, I love these these guys um so our honorary ambassadors from the hobbit nori and dory jed <laughs> brophy and mark hadlow also rich visor and aaron nabus mm -hmm. so i just wanted to thank everybody for doing that and and again thank you also for all your support and for being on this podcast jason because you're giving this is this is you know for some of you who don't know it you can download this episode mm -hmm. and all the other episodes and you can have them for life our gift to you <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> right so it's like it's like having audiobooks in a mm. way and you can play them back at your own free will take notes go back to them because jason says things and they're pretty smart things mostly mostly <laughs> sometimes i sometimes i flub it and you get mobile foam <laughs> yeah mobile foam yeah we we did have a lot of fun with oh our uh, those are all intentional you guys <laughs> it's a comedy uh, podcast now <laughs> yeah but we might have to title it something like no i'm just kidding um well hey um you have anything else you'd like to say uh just that these are listen tonight was kind of you know just 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 a general overview of things to consider when, when looking at character and we're, we will get much deeper into them later. Um, but just, uh, consider character early on who they are, what they want, why they want it. And, um, and, uh, keep on, keep on writing. Definitely. And speaking of character, 
What are you all doing next week when we publish this podcast? But if you're listening to it now, mm-hmm. who are you going to share it with? Uh, give us a tag and a tweet at SBP Podcast um, Facebook and on uh, Twitter and Mobile Film SD, Mobile Film SD on Instagram. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Say goodbye to our listeners, Jason. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs>